straight off the motherfucking bread. People like games. I ain't coming for no foolish. Presents. The at some point in the day show with Solo. I ain't scared of you motherfuckers. What's up, folks? Today is Thursday, November 7th, and you are tuned into the At Some Point in the Day show with me, Soto. And as you could tell already, four episodes in, looking like episodes might be on the later end just because I don't see the point in releasing a day recap at the beginning of the day if it was not sort of, you know, oriented to the day before. So instead, I'll just do the day of just slightly later. So welcome to the first ever late night gaming show. So I'm the type of person who wants some content at 10 p.m. at night instead of waiting until the next morning because I'm a night owl. So to my fellow night owls, we in the building. Anywho, before I jump too far forward, I'm going to say quickly as the title of the episode alludes to, today's main topic is the Call of Duty League 2020 schedule was fully released. I'm going to go over it just a little bit. Might be a you know smaller episode even than you know, 10, 12 minutes. However, tomorrow's episode is going to be really good. It will actually be on Psyonix's move away from Lootbox and what they plan to use to replace that, which they're calling Blueprint. But you'll find out up tomorrow, which guess what? I told you you'd learn about some episodes in advance. In advance, but let's get into this. It is the plug walk. Socials at People Like Games are the handles for Twitter and Instagram. People Like Games is a website. Find our merchandise, men's, women's, hoodies, stickers, keychains. We got all the goods. And lastly, this show you are listening to, you can find over on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Anchor, wherever podcasts are listened to or where you listen to yours. And we're there. Anywho, I'm there. Ah. I'm going to now jump right into a couple of these quickies because ain't shit really happened since yesterday, to be frankly honest. And so barring any sort of major news items worth sitting down and dissecting, I figure I could just touch on a few quickies just so you got something. It'd be like a, a five minute pack of news. So first up, a little bit of Outer Worlds. Uh, it will be arriving on the Nintendo Switch, rumoredly, but probably going to be confirmed in the coming week in early 2020. So that's going to give it a likely February, March date. I'd be a little surprised if it sees January, but that's just pretty awesome to see that coming around. For our Call of Duty fans, stick around to the main topic of the episode, but also Stay here to learn that tomorrow the multiplayer um, map pack is going to be released and that will include a couple of classics as well. I'm sure they saw how popular those were on COD Mobile. Let's get some Nuketown. I don't really play Call of Duty. I'm going to be frankly honest, but a lot of people do. So that's what we're here for, for the people who like the games, not which game Solo likes. Anywho, next up, Steam and Valve want to get into the streaming business. I think it speaks a lot to how the industry has evolved that a player as established and so omnipotent for so many years as Valve is entering into one of the future sort of foundations of the business at the complete end. And it sort of feels like they shouldn't because it sort of passed them by. But barring, you know, something incredible, they look to be making a serious push to get back into the sort of conversation between this and what we covered yesterday with the rumored Apple uh, VR headset that they're working on that hasn't been confirmed yet either. If any of all this is confirmed, we're gonna circle back around to it and bring it up on the show because 
I'm sure you're gonna hear about all this news on Friday, or excuse me, on Saturday, that we're giving you on Thursday, because that's how we get it here. Anywho, let me give you a last one, and probably one of the least surprising things, which was that Activision and EA Insiders have been profiting selling stock during buybacks. And so that means um, as a company is buying back stocks, they have been selling their own shares. And that has been occurring over time where they're sort of maximizing profits and not necessarily maximizing how popular they are because in a same sort of, you know, simultaneous article later in the day, it was shown that Activision Blizzard is seeing slumping sales and sliding engagement. And so if your company is buying stocks and your price is at a certain number and you have a feeling that number could dip, whether you have inside information on the numbers that are going to come out, like this information, well, I'm just saying, uh, there might be some insider information going on and being traded. Apparently, they said that there has been nothing untoward or no clutching of pearls at the moment. However, as these things are, they usually don't really start out with the truth and then they evolve into the truth. So we shall pause and wait for that truth to come around. Anyway, that's pretty much all you we have for you today in terms of some quickies. Another thing I just wanted to mention was... Actually, no, I, just, I guess, yeah, quickly to mention, apparently Blizzard is going to bring together Overwatch in 1 and 2 at some point in the future and merge them into one client, which makes me think, why not just update the original game, but then you can't sell that update, which probably could just as DLC instead of Overwatch 2, but who am I to tell the owners and leaders, or I guess leaders of a company who are selling their shares back as that company is spiraling in popularity, what to do? Other than, hey, maybe what you're doing is not probably a great idea. Oh, anyway. Now, let's get to our main topic. The Call of Duty League 2020 has released its full schedule for what is called the World Tour 2020. It is a world tour because it is going to Europe and America and Canada, but the world is a pretty large word to use for transatlantic. But uh, who am I to judge other than someone who's basing it off of what words mean? Country, but what can you do? Nothing. Other than comment and hope others agree with my commentary. And so uh, one of the things to note for this league, it's going to be running from January to July, which is pretty impressive. It's going to be following in a similar lineup against of what uh, the Overwatch League did. The difference is that it looks like this league has decided to take a few of the lessons that they learned from the Overwatch League, which is primarily don't have all of your inner, all of your teams that are geolocated be forced to play only in Los Angeles. That really crippled the league to in the sense, rather, that they weren't able to connect with fan bases exactly where they were, and you know when they did the tours, that's probably when they had the most popularity in terms of viewers, etc., because it's just hard to sell a league as global and international and then have it in one prior and just now anyway this league which features teams from london paris toronto new york la basically everywhere you expect with a few middles and west uh slid into there as well are going to be uh launching the season january 24 26 in minnesota
Minnesota, where one of the teams I play, sort of like then they're going to be basically bi-weekly going to different places. So January 24, 26, so he kicks off and goes to Minnesota. Then London will host a stand. Then Atlanta will host a stand. Then Paris, and so that'll be February 8th, 9th, February 22nd, 23rd, so on and so forth. It's looking like they have scheduled this. We now have a mid-season break at the end of April. This is April 20th. It's to be announced. That'll probably be the mid-season playoffs, which is the exact structure that the Overwatch League ended up taking. So they'll have like a state where they'll probably have some state. Whatever the case is, it's broken up into two halves. I'm sure the the touring schedule that they made was very much modeled after how musicians end up doing it. And so they were able to coordinate players and teams in a way that wouldn't conflict or create large-scale travel. It's going to be super expensive to sort of manage that, but I think it's a great idea. I think this is exactly what esports needs if it really wants to be able to get itself off the ground because it's tough to sell all of these leagues, which of course you get online viewership. Anyway, basically, esports is also dependent upon is event gaming. So if you only have one ESL in New York a year instead of having basically NYXL and the New York whatever team is for the Call of Duty I gotta cover it. I don't gotta they love it. It's 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 but regardless, the, um, the New York teams, like, if they're playing consistently the in their city, they're going so to garner a fan base of people who play. play. Because if people play everywhere, the games just, or these leagues just don't happen to occur everywhere. As that's bridge, I think that is where people will see Chinese As that's bridge, then that will also simultaneously the potential of esports as this global business and what people are expecting to become whether now, which is Rush a lot of potential just in the early stages. China was so far ahead. But uh, beyond that, there's not too much to add to it. I think that is a good summation of what's happening with regards to the league and the news in the day. Tomorrow's episode, years plus, they've been a mobile focused gaming company. Later, that market doesn't so much have the same or I guess availability. And then a smattering of whatever happens to happen tomorrow. And I will happen to so happen. The West wants to coming over. I don't know usually ends up having to be given to Tencent. Anyway, Tencent we ran 13 minutes. Market, like which always means that there's I a middleman adapting the product. That's why thank you for the listening. industry you know over there is, is controlled. So social if you have the right product, games, I'm sure you would might profit. But yada, 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 through that channel. I got shit else to I'm going now instead where Tencent is now bringing its games over to the West because it is one of the places that they are more advanced in. It makes sense. They focus on mobile gaming while we've been console gaming. Now, if anyone's played Call of Duty Mobile, whether you like Call of Duty or not, it's a pretty really well-made game. It's really, really well-made. And so if it's really, really well-made, it's because the people have a lot of experience. And so because of that experience, I don't see what Western country is going to come in and sort of make a dent. All they really have is IP. And so if you're one of the companies with an acceptable IP, then you will be profitable. But for a general mobile game to think that it will somehow find success in China, without just, just eh, eh, eh. You know what I mean? Without going through the layers of what I just mentioned. Good luck. And if you do it, please be sure to tell me that you told me so because I would like to know how you did it too because I would like to do it myself. But uh, at the moment, it does not seem very plausible. Anywho, 
That is a round, long circle and our first 15-minute episode. Anywho, we'll be back tomorrow. Probably going to start getting a consistent time to release. Might be morning, might be evenings. I don't really know yet. It'll be at some point in the day. That's for sure. Ha! I love when they say the movie title in the movie. Peace.